November <clears throat> November 29th, Kuf Tet November on the Hebrew calendar. November 29th, a, a, a very, very important day to the Jewish people and, and to Israel, to the, the modern state of Israel. Very, very important date. And uh, in fact, Kuf Tet November, it, it's such an important date <clears throat> to Israel that, that there's even streets named after it here. You'll see a street in many cities of Israel, including our capital, Jerusalem, the name of the street is Kuf Tet November. <laughs> what, what, a really important date, obviously, to the Jewish people, to the state of Israel. <laughs> and, and this year, of course, it's important because it was important um, 65 years ago. Because 65 years ago, on the 29th of November, that's the day that the General Assembly of the, of the then new organization, the international body, the United Nations, that was the date that, that the General Assembly offered the Palestinian people the best chance ever for them having a state, a state of their own. <laughs> and it, it, it was the, uh, the 1947 Palestine Partition Plan that was uh, that, that that was going to be the solution to the to the fight between Arabs and Jews over who would control Palestine when the British mandatory government left the region. the The UN plan was going to divide the Holy Land between into two independent states: one Arab, one Jewish. That would ultimately be be linked by economic ties. Peace, the, the, the true vision of the new Middle East, the and basically, basically, the beginning of the birth of the modern state of Israel, and which was going to be the birth of the state of Palestine. Now we all know that uh, <laughs> the ending was not not exactly as planned. We'll talk. We'll talk a little more about what actually happened then. But but this date, this date, the the twenty ninth of November 19, 1947, well, it came into the news again this year, 2012, when the Palestinians did, once again, what they do best, they hijacked the date from the Jewish people. <laughs> you, know, you know, the Palestinians, the PLO, the, the Palestinian Liberation Terrorist Organization, the organization that 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 made famous the the modern institution of hijacking be it be it jets be it passenger jets be it passenger buses in Israel hijacking taking something which is not their own and claiming it as their own and physically grabbing it and taking it and, and by the way ultimately usually destroying it the the, the, the PLO trademark they did the same thing with this date so significant to the modern state of Israel, November 29th. <laughs> yeah, the, so it's a it, it, not 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 surprising. I mean, it, it, this really this hijacking modus operandi of the of the Palestinians, the so-called Palestinians, the PLO. It's a you know it, it's it's already become like. A, 
you know, more than historic. Uh, I'll never forget a number of years ago, I was I was in Beit El, you know, the uh, the beautiful the beautiful town, the historic, the biblically historic town that has been brought back to modern life in in modern Israel, Beit El, where where Jacob, where Yaakov Avinu, the father of the Jewish people, passed through on uh, on one of his wanderings. And, and if you're familiar with the biblical story, he, he was on the way to Jerusalem, and uh, and he 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 got he was he was t- overtaken by darkness. He couldn't quite quite make it there, so he decided to to camp out to stay the night in in in, in this place that that became known as Beit El. And uh, and he laid down to sleep. He put he put down a, a circle of rocks that that represented the tribes of Israel, and you know, ultimately what would be his his sons. And and when he woke up, they had fused into one, and they were a pillow under his head. And 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 I was there with a tour guide that uh, was pointing out to me what was considered to be traditionally the spot. Where this took place, where, where, where Jacob went to sleep, and where he had his his biblically famous dream of the ladder of Jacob's ladder, where he saw angels going up and going down to heaven, and it's it's expounded upon in the Bible. Anybody who knows anything about the the Old Testament is familiar with this. Well, well, I was there, and this 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 expert on the ancient history of of Israel pointed he pointed out about about a hundred meters down the way there was a <laughs> there, there, there was this. There was a little like a kind of an, an ancient structure, and he said, "Oh, you know, that, that's called the Kever Sheikh. You know, the the Sheikh's grave." He explained to me the uh, you know the Muslims claim that uh, that this is the burial place of uh, of a very important ancient Muslim Sheikh, an Arab Sheikh, and uh, and he said, "Well, so you know, we excavated there." And we found, in fact, uh, I won't get the details. But it was a historic, ancient, Israeli, Jewish site. And he said, you know, the archaeologists have learned that that the best clue that they can have as to where to dig is go find out where the Arabs are claiming is a an ancient, historic site to them, to Islam, to the Arabs. And and for sure, you'll find that it's really a very, very even more ancient Jewish site. And and they they found countless historic Jewish Israeli sites in the land of Israel simply by excavating at those places that the Arabs are complain are are, are proclaiming as their historic sites. See, because what the Arabs do, <laughs> what they do is they when they see a place that's holy to the Jews. What do they do? They immediately claim it's holy to them. Oh, it's it's holy to Islam, and they and they make up some kind of story about it, and they and they claim it. And when they were in power here during the the Ottoman Empire, they were able to do it by force. They did it with with Marat the, the cave of the patriarchs, in in Hebron in Hebron. Oh, this is this is where uh, this is where all of the, uh, the this this is a, a, a mosque. They say it was a mosque. Everywhere. This is a mosque. This is an ancient mosque. And yeah, they did. They did. They built when they took over. They built a mosque in what what was the first city of David, King David of the Jews, before he even ruled from Jerusalem. He ruled from Hebron, from Hebron for seven years before ruling the ancient state of Israel as king from Jerusalem. 
the eternal capital of Israel. He ruled first from Hebron. And and so so the, the cave of the patriarchs, which is documented early on in the Bible in the Old Testament as having been purchased by Abraham for the Jews to wear to 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 bury his wife Sarah, the mother of the Jewish people, as soon as and and, and, and hence henceforth also um <laughs> the Isaac and Jacob were also buried there as as well as their wives except for Rachel so came the muslims the arabs into power they immediately built a mosque there and claimed it as their own they hijacked the site that that's what they do and so the ge- geologists the israeli geologists know look at every place that the the muslims claim is holy and you'll find ancient jewish history there because they mastered the art of the hijack centuries centuries ago <laughs> i mean i mean even jerusalem itself you know the big the big international dispute over jerusalem come on come on baloney baloney the holy place for islam is mecca <laughs> and, and and the and the and the the second holiest place is oh, medina and jerusalem's not even at the top two of the list the, every jew in the world when we pray three times a day Wherever we are in the world, it doesn't matter, anywhere, China, America, England, France, in Israel itself, where do we face? We turn, wherever we are, to face Jerusalem, the holiest place in Judaism. Jerusalem. We have Jews having their home. They, they have decorative plaques and of all types. Different traditions have different forms, different shapes that, that mark the direction of Jerusalem in their home. So they always know, they're always aware of where Jerusalem is with respect to their home. The, the, the Muslims, what do they do when they pray? They face Mecca. They don't face Jerusalem. They face, they turn their back on Jerusalem. Their tuchus is facing towards, oh, sorry, the, their backside, their posterior, their buttocks are facing towards Jerusalem when Muslims pray. Every Jew on earth faces towards Jerusalem, the holy place. But no, no, modern Israel, the capital of Jerusalem, we've reclaimed our ancient capital. What do the Muslims do? They hijack it. They claim they claim it's their holiest place. We know it's not, and it's not. It's holy to them, and they demand it. It's theirs, the Temple Mount. No, no, that's a mosque. That's the Al-Aqsa Mosque. The Temple Mount where the Holy Temple stood for more than a thousand years. <laughs> more than Islam's even in existence. The Jewish Temple stood on the Holy Mount that they they, they, they build a mosque on it when they're in power and claim, no, this is it. This is ours. <laughs> Jerusalem. I mean... Jerusalem, the 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 Quran tells about about Muhammad getting on his horse Barak. By the way, hint hint wink wink Barak, Muhammad's horse. He hopped on his horse in Mecca, and and the the the, the Quran tells he rode the horse to Jerusalem and back. <laughs> you know that and that that that's Jerusalem. You know big big important Jerusalem, holy to Islam. Hijacked. They hijacked it. Well. Well, they did the same thing with the date, the 29th of November, the date that's a, not holy but very important to the Jewish people in Israel, November 29th, 1947, the date of the, of the partition plan that was to create the modern state of Israel. They, they hijacked that in the year 2012.
Ironic, ironic, but you know, what do you expect? Hey, hey, Marty Roberts here, the Marty Roberts Show. I know we've been away for a long time, uh, since uh, since my daughter was uh, stricken ill, which she's currently battling the battle that, <laughs> like you know, like father, like daughter. I, I've I've well documented my my thank God up until now successful fight with cancer that started 2005. Well, well, my young daughter is uh, engaged in the same fight right now we're hoping for the same result so far so good but it's 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 kind of kind of taken my attention away from the show a bit i, I hope we'll be back a, a little more regular basis now and uh I, I thank you for for hanging in there so so the 29th of november yeah, yeah okay so, so this this year the uh the uh you know the general assembly of the united nations they uh they overwhelmingly approved non-member observer status to the United Nations of, of, of the, the, the state of Palestine, you know, meaning the, the so-called, you know, the, 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 the new, the new uh, Arab state in the Middle East. Well, you know, we all know the, uh, the value of a, of a, of, of a modern-day United Nations General Assembly <laughs> resolution, although I have to admit, this time, much to our disappointment, the, uh, the big powers, a lot of them also joined in in passing this rather meaningless uh, resolution, but uh, it, basically the General Assembly has become like a like a huge mishmash of, uh, of of banana republics. I mean, you got all these little tiny countries that are you know who knows what. Well, well, back in 1947, the the UN there was there was hope there was hope this was going to be the new the new voice of peace in the world, the uh, 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 an international body. Bringing the world together, you know, one one earth, one people. Well, you know, didn't quite live up to its expectations. But um, at any rate, what happened? The the partition plan was proposed in in the in the UN General Assembly, and the Jews, for the most part, accepted the idea rather enthusiastically. And uh, the Palestinian Arabs and the Arab states who controlled them turned it down. What did they do? They immediately launched a war of extermination, they called it, in, in which they swore to throw the Zionist neighbors into the sea. <laughs> that, that was their response to the, uh, to the two, two nations living side by side in peace original idea. The, uh, the, the, the original 47 plan was going to give the Arabs about 43% of mandatory Palestine, including almost all of the, the aquifer-rich highlands, the, the fertile northern Galilee, and, and, and a third of the Mediterranean coastline. The, uh, the Jewish state, which uh, we're expecting a major immigration of European Holocaust survivors, the, the, we're, the Jewish state was going to be given 56% of the total land of, of Palestine, including most of the fertile lowlands that, that the Zionist pioneers had already developed since the 19th century but 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 the majority of the partition plans future jewish state was was arid desert considered then it was considered not suitable for uh for 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 farming or, or even for urban life it was considered like a wasteland but hey you know we'll give it to the jews they'll make israel you know what what the heck they're only jews well and 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 holy jerusalem what was going to become uh an international city 
shared by all. So, so there was a brutal war, the War of Independence that, that followed, and, and the Jews surprised everyone, especially the Arabs, and, and we won! Yeah, and the, the, the independent Jewish state of Israel was born. So, so, so about 650,000 Arabs of Palestine be, became refugees. Some were forced out of their homes but, but during the fighting, but most of them just left. They left either because they were afraid or because they were sure, you know, we'll, we'll step aside. The Arab armies will, will exterminate the Jews and we'll come back and we'll claim what was ours as well as everything else. You know, just just like in, 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 uh, in, in Germany, in post-Holocaust Germany. Well, it, it didn't exactly work out that way. And, and so so today, many of these, uh, these, these same Palestinian Arabs, their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, they're all, they all continue to claim themselves refugees. They, they, uh, they, they claim that there, there are five million of them now living in, in what they call refugee camps, mostly in, in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Jordan, Judea and Samaria, the Gaza Strip, and, and almost all of them live on, on international handouts. They, uh, and, and they're waiting, they're waiting to take back their land. So, so this, this is what happened. This is, this is the, uh, the legacy of the 29th of November, a great day for Israel and the Jewish people. <laughs> Could have been a great day for the Palestinians, but, you know, never one to, you know, they said about Arafat, he was he never missed a chance to miss a chance, misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity. They did it. They were doing it before Arafat, and uh, they blew it. You know, by, by the way, we've given them more chances since, which they continue to blow, but the original one... Come on, guys. So, you know, nobody's noticing. It's a a relatively meaningless happening the modern hijacking of the 29th of November. I mean, you know, as, as I said, the, the General Assembly of the UN resolutions, uh, they have no teeth, they, they carry no weight, but it does, it does, it is another step in the, uh, in the legitimization of the myth of the Palestinian people and the state of Palestine, the country of Palestine. But, but what it is, 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 is it's a twofold violation of the Oslo Accords, you know, remember 1990, 1995, and uh, the, where, where, where Oslo II was signed, the original Oslo Accords, 1993, and Oslo II in 1995, you know, the big hope, the new Middle East, peace, you know, peace for the two peoples, you know, you know, baloney, that was supposed to be the end, the end of the conflict, it turned out to be re- really a new beginning, well, according to Oslo II, Number one, it requires the two sides to resolve their disputes directly. And failing to do so, they can resort to other frameworks only via a mutually agreed upon mechanism. <laughs> That's Oslo. That, they signed on to this. This is an internationally recognized agreement. They violated this, the PLO, the ruling group of the so-called Palestinian people. They violated this by going unilaterally to the United Nations. The... Uh, the Oslo Accords also require Israel and the Palestinians to resolve all final status issues 
only via direct negotiations. There was an exchange of letters between Robin and Arafat, and uh, and and so all of the Jerusalem refugees, settlements, security arrangements, borders, relations, and cooperations with other neighbors, and other issues of common interest. There, the Palestinian Authority is obligated to negotiate these issues directly with Israel, which which they didn't do. <laughs> they didn't do by going directly to the United Nations and getting a unilateral declaration. You know, so you know, uh, so, so so Oslo has become meaningless. Yet they still. So the whole existence of the Palestinian Authority, the autonomy area E one, E two, E three, all this crap that the European Union is so upset about because Israel's going to build some homes there. It's all basically null and void because of, of the the Palestinians, the PLO's violation of of the of the Oslo agreement. But you know, we're not holding them to that just yet. But but the world holds Israel to it and ignores the Palestinians obligations under uh, 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 under internationally recognized treaties. It's uh, it's hard to believe, but not really. Not really. I mean the the list of the major violations by the PLO of Oslo. You know these, these are these are two. You know that the, the just the current ones of going to the UN here. I'm gonna, I'm going to go through the list pretty quickly. This was as a, and th- these had all been committed by 1996, the year after Oslo too. And you know nobody paid any attention. Nobody paid attention. Well, every one of these was a, a, a requirement signed on to by Yasser Arafat and the PLO that they failed to honor. Failure to change the PLO covenant, you know, the covenant calling for the destruction of Israel. They obligated themselves to do that, didn't do it. Incitement to violence against Israel, they they pledged to stop it. I, I don't need to go into detail on the extent to which the incitement continues. Opening fire on Israeli forces, as they did in, in September of 1996. And by the way, they did it again this year. The so-called Palestinian police opened fire on Israeli forces. A violation of Oslo Accords. Failure to confiscate illegal arms and disarm and disband militias. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hamas, Islamic Jihad, the, the, the endless list. Uh, number five, failure to extradite suspected terrorists to Israel ongoing problem on and on and on and on opening palestinian authority offices in jerusalem that that was forbidden under oslo they they not only violated they they, they, the palestinian authority opened 20 institutions in jerusalem illegally the uh, the the so-called palestinian ministries ministry for jerusalem affairs ministry for religious affairs ministry of education ministry of health Ministry of Finance, Ministry of Transportation, Ministry of Housing, Ministry of Trade and Industry, Ministry of Youth and Sports, Ministry of Tourism, Ministry of Information, Office of the Mufti of Jerusalem and the Holy Land, Palestinian Security Forces Office, Jerusalem District Governor, 
Palestinian Legislative Council, Arab Studies Society, Al Mokassad Hospital, Office of Mapping and Geography, Palestinian Energy Center, and last but least, the Palestinian Prisoners Club. All illegal under Oslo, all open in Jerusalem, some of which Israel subsequently closed down by force, but many still operating there. More violations of Oslo, recruiting terrorists to serve in the Palestinian police. They were supposed to submit every candidate for the so-called Palestinian police force, you know, the militia armed by the United States and Europe to Israel for their approval so they wouldn't be putting terrorists on. We all know terrorists are hired, the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade. Many of them serve in the Palestinian militia, on and on and on. Abuse of human rights and the rule of law, we don't have to talk about that anymore. (laughs) The, the, The shootings in the street will testify to that. Conduct of foreign relations, the the, uh, the 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 Oslo agreements that they signed on to, explicitly forbade the Palestinians' authority from conducting foreign relations. <laughs> they, uh, they they was clarified exactly how this was supposed to take place, and they ignored it. And and not to mention the size of the Palestinian police, which under the terms of the agreement, there was there was supposed to be no more than twenty four thousand policemen with a further 6,000 to be recruited at a later stage. And, uh, you know, so uh, they, they've got well more than that. Now, I've got the numbers here, but uh, I, I don't want to wear you. I don't want to bore you too much. But uh, <laughs> I think it's obvious that to the extent to which the, the, the basis for peace between Israel and the Palestinians, the sign, the Oslo agreements, the, the agreement for hope for the future of the, of the, uh, the new Middle East, the hopes for peace, basically, basically destroyed, destroyed as they're ignored and 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 systematically violated by the but by, by the uh, the Palestinian Authority. Well, you know, missed opportunities. November 29th, 1947, the first missed opportunity for the Palestinians to have their state. They could have had it. They could have had it all. Well, then Oslo came along. It was supposed to be the beginning steps towards the state. No, they blew it. They threw the agreement in the trash, and they opened up with violent terrorist campaign against Israel. Well, you know, we don't we don't quit easily. In trying to give away what's ours, in trying to to give the Palestinian people what they supposedly want, in spite of their repeated refusals to accept it, and in fact to only turn up the heat in their efforts to destroy Israel, the Jewish state, and the Jewish people. Well, (laughs) we gave them another chance. Camp David, the year 2000, Ehud Barak, then Prime Minister of Israel, sat down with Yasser Arafat again. Bill Clinton, and and, and once again, once again, Israel offered them more than they could expect in their wildest dreams, and they turned it down. The Ehud Barak offered to Yasser Arafat in the year 2000, pay attention to this, please, he offered to withdraw from 97% of the West Bank, 100% of the Gaza Strip. In addition, Barak agreed to the PLO to dismantle 63 Israeli settlements in exchange for a 
5% annexation of huge Jewish population centers in the West Bank. And, uh, and, and Israel would increase the size of the Gaza territory by a third, giving up parts of Israel to Gaza in return for about 5% of Judea and Samaria. He, and Barak also, he made un, just un, un, inconceivable concessions on Jerusalem. He agreed that the Arab, that Arab neighborhoods of East Jerusalem would become the capital of the new state of Palestine, that, that the Palestinians would maintain control over their holy places and have religious so sovereignty on the Temple Mount, the Jewish holy place. Unbelievable. And, and according to a U.S. peace negotiator, Dennis Ross, Israel offered to create a Palestinian state that was contiguous. Continu Not only that, that we say, well, Gaza and the West Bank, they, they offered a free passage route, a highway, like a skyway, to connect them, the two parts of Palestine, so there would be no Israeli checkpoints, you know, those those pesky little terrorist, terrorist uh, catchers. And uh, even the refugee issue was addressed, guaranteeing them the right of return to the Palestinian state, not to Israel, to their so-called own state, reparations from a $30 billion international fund to compensate them. And, uh, and Israel also agreed to give the Palestinians access to water that was going to be desalinated in Israel. So, so what was Arafat asked in return? He was asked to agree to Israeli sovereignty over the parts of the Western Wall that are significant to the Jews. Not the whole Temple Mount, just part of the Western Wall. Three early warning stations in the Jordan Valley, which we would withdraw from after six years just temporary early warning stations and uh but but most importantly arafat was supposed to agree that the conflict was over no more negotiations it's over finished peace and that was it uh, that's the deal breaker arafat wasn't willing to end the conflict because as dennis ross said for arafat to end the conflict is to end himself so once again once again Missing an opportunity to miss, never missing an opportunity to miss an opportunity. And, and by the way, postscript, postscript, Ehud Olmert did it again, believe it or not. So what happened after Camp David was a huge war, a terrorism war by the Palestinians against Israel. That was the bus bombings, the hotel bombings, the unbelievable bloodshed, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dead Israelis in response to Ehud Barak's generous offer for a Palestinian state. and But but was that the end of the story? You would think so. You'd think that would be it. You know, okay, end of story. You know, we'll see what happens next generation. But no, Ehud Olmert did it again. Did it again. You know, that indicted criminal, Ehud Olmert, when he was prime minister of Israel, offered Mahmoud... Uh, Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas, similar terms, if not more, than Barack. Well, it's, a, it's still a little unclear exactly how much he offered. It looks like like maybe even more than Ehud Barak. Abbas could not, would not accept it. And and uh, and ever since, he's, he's refused to even come to the negotiating table. <laughs> so, so, so this is a... This, this is it. So that's why, I guess, that's why the Palestinians had to go to the United Nations and, and, and in the process, hijack, hijack the, uh, the 29th of November. 
Marty Robert. Marty Robert. Marty Robert. Prepare yourself. Let's And we got to get out of here pretty soon, but uh, just a couple of, uh, of, of parting shots. I, I would like to remind you to, to visit the website. We got a lot of stuff there. Every show has a page with with pictures and uh, and good stuff there. There's, there's articles, there's all kinds of stuff. It, it, the 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 address is martyrobertsblog.com. Martyrobertsblog.com. Lots of good stuff there. We appreciate you going there. Maybe maybe checking out some of the uh, some of the advertisements we we, we have there. There's uh, there's some links to our to our Amazon uh, affiliate program there. You can buy a lot of good stuff at good prices at Amazon. We get a little something in return from that to, at, at the Marty Roberts Show here. You can you can sign up to uh, follow me on Twitter. You can you can check out the Facebook page. We got a lot of stuff going on there, and uh, you know it, it, visit visit the the website even if you do get the uh, the show the radio show via iTunes. If you do that. Well, you know, that's great, too. Use iTunes. Go there. You might want to comment on the show. You might want to rate us with a high rating, of course. But any comments are, are appreciated on iTunes and uh, and via the website. So, uh, you know, participate. You can make comments. We, we have somewhat of a of an informal forum that takes place there, pro and con. And, uh, and we, we, we'd like you to we'd like you to uh, to become involved. And uh, it, it's it's a it, it's it's a good thing. Now, I'd be remiss if uh, before leaving, I, I, I didn't mention that. Yeah, it, it is Hanukkah. Today is the the fifth day of Hanukkah. Where it's, it's a wonderful thing in Israel. The uh, the jelly donuts are available on every corner in every supermarket. Hundred percent kosher. The, uh, the the kids are home from school. No no more no more Christmas vacation. You know, for my kids, no more uh, no more holiday winter vacation. It's the Hanukkah break. Here in Israel, the the Hanukkah vacation. I, I love it. No more kids at, at home now. The the youngest are, are in the army doing the holy work of of defending our country. And uh, hey, you know, no one's burning menorahs here in Israel except the candles on top of them. The, uh, the you know, unlike what's happening in, in in Florida. You know, hey, wake up, friends, wake up. The uh, the large menorah decorated with, with seashells on display in, in Miami Beach for the past 11 years, vandalized on Sunday night with the words, You Killed Jesus, scrawled on its base. Fox Fox News reported on this on, on Tuesday. The uh, it, it's, it's been torn down, this, this particular menorah, three times in its 11-year history. And uh, but but this is the first time we've gotten we've gotten uh, we've gotten actual anti-Semitic slogans, you know, the uh, a higher level of vandalization. And and Rabbi Zev Katz of the of the Chabad House, who who put up the menorah, said that the the vandalism would not weaken the scope of the Jewish community's activity in the area. Uh, glad gl- glad to hear that, my friends in exile. Yeah, you, you want to avoid having your uh, your Hanukkah. Menorahs, your Chanukiot, as we call them here, vandalized, destroyed. Now, I, you know, come on home. Now, until next time, visit visit the webpage martyrobertsblog.com. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter as I Marty Rob Show. Uh, as I've told, we've been a little inactive due to 
circumstances beyond our control. We'll, we'll try and pick it up a little bit. Check it out on Facebook, and uh, we hope we'll uh, be back with you again with another show. Next week, we've got Israeli election seasons happening here. That should bring up some interesting topics of conversation. The, the controversial re-election of Obama and his relationship with the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. What are the implications? We'll, we'll talk about all those things, uh, God willing, in the future. But until then, until next time, Marty Roberts in Israel, Hanukkah Sameach, Happy Hanukkah, Shalom, Shalom.